Uh, this past Sunday, um, I, had, I had the five o'clock uh, in the evening mass, and I was coming back to the rectory, and um, you know, I was just greeted by a, a beautiful display of lights on the house. Um, and you know, typically this makes me just happy. I love, I love lights, love everything about Christmas. Um, but instead of like my spirits being lifted up um, as they usually are by the lights, uh, I felt a little sad because uh, I knew that this would be the last time I kind of saw them on and that they'd be there to kind of welcome me home. And so inside the house, you know, um, I, I bumped into Monsignor and I was like, you know what, take a, take a last look around at all our Christmas decorations um, because the reality matter is this, you know, uh, you'll be heading off for vacation and I'll be putting them down uh, Tuesday. And so, you know, he kind of looked around and then he just looked at me, you know, crestfallen too, and just shared with me how, you know, he gets very sad um, after the Christmas season. And, um, and as, as I was preparing this homily, that made me realize that I think one of the reasons why he leaves for vacation around this time uh, is because he needs, to, he needs more light and, and, su and warmer climbs in order to kind of help that transition from uh, Christmas time into ordinary time. And so um, I kind of shared this kind of sadness I feel at the end of the Christmas season, uh, Monday morning at the, um, at, at the mass for uh, the school kids. And I just kind of said, you know, um, it's, it's okay, you know, for you to feel sad. It's, it's, it's okay for any of us here who might be feeling sad after, you know, this great Christmas season. Because the reality is, is that if you poured yourself uh, in, into Advent and Christmas, uh, if you made extra time for prayer, if you were vigilant and just prepared a place in your heart, uh, the reality is that, is that something special happened, you know, on Christmas. Uh, you had a, a real encounter with our Lord in a special way. And uh, this encounter was heightened just by all the festivities of the time, the parties, the food, the gifts, the charitable works and deeds. And um, it's just this amazing time too for, you know, for me especially because uh, those Christmas masses, it's, it's just beautiful seeing this church uh, just packed to the gills with standing room only. And so, um, uh, and when you reach this high point, there's, it's, it's only natural that the only place you could kind of go is down, you know? It's, it's kind of this, this, this height and elevated moment, and so it's perfectly natural that, you know, you're feeling some sadness or, you know, that feeling sadness at the end of this Christmas time. But the reality matters is that although, you know, some of us might be feeling a bit down, um, the feast of the baptism of our Lord, which happens on Monday, this past Monday, and marks the end of the Christmas season, uh, it reminds us that we're not alone in our sadness, that Jesus did not just come to us on earth to be born, to live, and to die and leave us, but that by, uh, by his baptism, by showing us the way and by uh, the giving of this gift, the sacrament of baptism, uh, he gives us this means by which uh, his very life might dwell in us, that he might be with us, uh, and that we might never be alone. Uh, you have been baptized, you are temples of the Holy Spirit, and God is with you as you traverse, you know, uh, this, this valley of tears. Um, and so great, you know, our Lord, we know through the baptism, he's with us. Um, sadness gone, right? No, not completely. Uh, but what does this mean for us practically speaking? What does is, what is, um, this baptism, our baptism mean for us? How does it uh, affect the way we should live our lives? Today's readings teach us what our mission is uh, as the baptized. The first reading is a prophecy which speaks about the Messiah and how he will be a light to all nations, meaning uh, how Christ will bring salvation to all peoples. And John the Baptist shows us uh, that we are called to participate 
in uh, bringing Christ's salvation to all peoples. And he shows us how we are to assist Christ uh, to be a light to all nations. Uh, and, and we do this by having our lives, uh, they must always point away from ourselves and must point to Jesus. His light, his love, his truth must shine through us and point back to him. We are called, that is, to evangelize, to bring others to Christ through our action, word, and deed. But um, I think for many of us, that's, that's easier said than done, right? You know, I think for a lot of us, this idea of evangelizing, um, sharing Jesus with strangers, or even just in our own families, uh, could be difficult. And, um, you know, it's, 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 it could be hard to do. And so um, there's, there could be many reasons for that, but I just kind of want to touch on, you know, perhaps one reason why that is today. And I think it's this feeling of uh, inadequacy. And, and what do I mean by that? I mean, uh, sometimes like that, I, I don't feel confident uh, in my relationship with Christ. Um, you know, there's plenty of others around or, or I know who, are, who seem, you know, so much closer to Christ. And so uh, I just, I don't feel confident about my relationship to share it with others. Or perhaps it's more, I don't feel like I know enough about my faith to share it. Or I'm afraid that I'll say the wrong thing. Or I'm just afraid of rejection. Um, these are all perfectly reasonable feelings, uh, feelings that, in fact, have prevented me from sharing my faith with others at times. Uh, but though these feelings are reasonable, the lie is that they should prevent us from sharing Christ with others. Uh, because the reality is, is your relationship with Christ is never going to be perfect here on this earth. Uh, your knowledge of the faith will never be complete. Uh, and the people uh, are going to reject you no matter what. But John the Baptist reminds us that we don't need to worry uh, as long as we're just trying to do our best to point to Christ, you know, to get that attention away from us and just point to Christ. And so, um, yeah, you know, uh, if, if you need some extra encouragement and you just kind of want to know what's going to get me out of this post-Christmas kind of funk, this sadness, is that, um, is that we have our work cut out for us, you know. Um, we, you know, we're called to evangelize and bring others to Christ. And uh, the thing that keeps me going, you know, is, is this, this vision, this hope that, you know, uh, when we're all pitching in and we're all sharing our faiths and we're bringing people to Christ, we're bringing him into his church, uh, there's just this, this idea is that I could see Christmas being, this, this, this church being more packed, you know, next Christmas, uh, both prior, during, and after. And, uh, you know, I just kind of have this vision that, you know, imagine if we were able to bring everyone to Christ and how St. Charles would look all lit up, everyone having Christmas decorations. You know, that's an image that pushes me forward and helps me to uh, take on this hard work that is evangelization. And so Christ is the light of the world. Uh, let's help him light up St. Charles.